So let's talk about temptation. Temptation is, as you know, all around us. There is the temptation to say the wrong thing, to eat the wrong thing, do something we shouldn't, look at something we shouldn't. Sounds awfully negative, doesn't it? Wrong, wrong, don't, shouldn't. What a pain. And yet, I want to say that temptation isn't a bad thing at all. Temptation is a good thing because it clarifies our moral choices. It's half of the conversation when our consciences are speaking to us. And it's the opportunity to choose the right and good thing. Sadly, some people do not seem to know the difference between sin and temptation. I can't tell you the number of times that people come to me for confession and confess that they were tempted, as if simply thinking about doing something wrong were the same thing as doing it. And it's not the same thing, of course. Temptation and sin are not the same thing. Jesus was without sin, But today's gospel tells us very clearly that Jesus was tempted. Why was he tempted? Well, let's go back a further step and ask why Jesus was in the desert in the first place. This gospel is from Luke chapter 4, and it takes place immediately before Jesus begins his public ministry. So he went out into the desert to prepare himself. And this temptation is the critical part of that temptation. In fact, apart from fasting, it's the only part that the gospel writers tell us about. In the other gospels, it also says that Jesus went into the desert in order to be tempted. Before he could begin his public ministry, Jesus had to have some clarity about who he was and why he was embarking on this mission. And each of these temptations works to clarify what he's all about. These are the things that he has to know before he starts the long road that will lead to his final temptation, his passion and death. The first thing that the evil one offers Jesus is food. After 40 days of fasting, he was hungry. The temptation was to first satisfy himself and not to rely on God to provide for his most basic needs. And by answering, not on bread alone does one live, Jesus is making it clear that dependence on God is even more important than satisfying that physical hunger. The second temptation was about power. The evil one offers him dominion over every nation on earth if Jesus will surrender his loyalty to God. And so Jesus responds that God alone is to be adored. And when he says this, he is acknowledging that he's being lied to. The devil is offering something that is not his to give. It's a lie. Power and honor and glory cannot come from evil. Ultimately, they come from God because they belong to God. The important lesson here is that temptations aren't always real. 
We can be tempted by illusions and lies, by people offering us what we want to hear. Today we call this advertising. The third temptation is for Jesus to throw himself off the parapet of the temple to force God to come to his rescue. This is the hardest one, and it parallels Jesus' final temptation in the Garden of Gethsemane. Destroy yourself and God will come to your rescue, right? God won't let anything bad happen to you, right? Prove to me that God loves you by forcing God to rescue you. And Jesus ends the conversation by saying he is not going to put God to the test. And we know that at the end of the gospel, in the garden, he faces this same temptation again. He wrestles with it, and he faces his death without asking God to save him. All of these temptations serve to clarify for Jesus who he was and what the nature of his relationship with the Father was. And temptation works the same way for us. It allows us to have these same hard conversations and to discern who God is calling us to be. And it's very, very difficult to resist. And sometimes we fail. But don't flee from temptation without confronting them. Use your temptations to make clear moral decisions about your life, your relationships, and your behavior. The biggest temptation, I think, is to believe that we are not being tempted, that we simply have some choices to make, and we can choose one way or another, and it doesn't matter. But it does matter. One of the things that Lent teaches us each year is that we are tempted and that our choices matter. That's why we go into this metaphorical desert every year, It's why we need a time of prayer and fasting and almsgiving. It's why we need to give things up for Lent. Because we need an opportunity to face temptation head on. When we're tempted and know we have the opportunity to make the right choice, that is when God's grace is the strongest in us.